Hey guys, we are Proyecto Siembra. Welcome to another episode. We love to talk about all things in Latinx community from business to pop culture to everyday life. This week, the topic will be double standards. And here with you today is Andrea. And this is also Lupe, and I'm here today too. I am so happy to be back, uh, and this time with the girls. I was with Marcos and Jose last week, um, and for the Vamos a Hablar series, and now we're back here. Hi, everyone. This is Sandy. It's been a while since I've been on one of the podcasts, so I'm excited to be here. Thank you, Andrea, for inviting us to talk about this topic with you today. Hey, guys. It's Melissa. Excited to be back on here after a while of not being on the podcast. Um, and thank you, Andrea, for inviting me. I'm really excited to get into the topic we're talking about today. talking about just topics within the woman's experience as we grow up and you know we experience adulting as a woman and we start seeing things that like affect us in a way that are not mentioned and are really taboo and you know within the every community has their own um situations that we all deal with so we are going to be talking this entire month since it is the woman's history month and just honor the struggles that we have to go through and how even though we struggle, we still persevere um, within our own form and strong women who just continue to better themselves. So like I said, today's topic is double standards. Um, so double standards are a rule of principle which is unfairly applied in different ways to a different people or groups. So ladies, what do you guys think? Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about double standards? Um, I think for me, it's based, I mean, I feel like I didn't learn about double standards since I was more like getting out of high school and stuff. But to me, when I think of that, that it mainly has to do like male versus female. Um, there's some things that a female um, is seen as wrong for doing or is expected to do that no one would ever see a man wrong like a man in the wrong for doing or would never expect a man to do just because they are a man. But yeah, but as we know what a man do can do, a woman can do 10 times better. But. And that's some period. Yeah. Really well said. <laughs> um, I, for me, like, I don't know, like I've really been thinking about this like all week um, since I knew we were going to be talking about like double I'm like, okay, like what, really like sums it up for me and like one of the things that like I think I've kind of like is helped me understand like double standards is like the word like you know 
bitch, you know? And the reason why I say that is because, you know, the word bitch, depending on how you use it, can mean like, damn, that girl's a bitch, you know, like she's she's being bossy, she's being um I don't know, like she's being bitchy, right? When she's asking for what she wants, where she's asking for 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 answers, where she's asking for just something that if a man asks for it, you know, he will be a leader, he will be um assertive, you know. Um but then at the same time, you know, I don't know, like to me it's like, and I don't even know like how I'm associating this to like double standards. I don't think sometimes in my head, like things don't make sense um, until I say them. I don't know. Hopefully this is one of them. Uh, but then, you know, like within each other, with the girls, like, you know, like you're like, that's my bitch, you know? And like, that's something that like for so long, I was like, no, like we shouldn't call each other like bitches. Cause you know, like where the term comes from or whatever. But now I'm like, with all my girls, I'm like, bitch, you know, like whatever's going on is like, bitch. Like, you know, it's just like something that like, we just call each other and it's not like, we know, like, it's like to say like, that's my homegirl. Like that's, that's my bitch. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that makes sense, but like, you know, so like, that's, that's where I, when I think double standard, that's like kind of like what I think, like, you know, like no matter what they tell us, like as a woman, you shouldn't be able to do that a man can do and then it's fine. Um, But to me it's like also like taking, like, taking the narrative and making it your own, you know, type thing and like overcoming, how do we become our standards, you know? And so that's why, like, I guess it makes me think of like, you know, bitch. <laughs> but anyway, what about you, Melissa? Uh, yeah. When I think of double standards, um, yeah, I, I think of things that women do normally and men get praised for it. So like when there's like single mothers out there or just mothers in general who are like expected to be the caretakers of their kids. But when it's a man that's being the caretaker for their kid, like when it's a single dad, they get praised so much more for it when it's just expected from women, but not from men. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of double standards is things that are expected from women and not from men, but when men do it, they get praised for it, even though it's, it should be normalized, you know, that's what I think of. Yeah, that's really, yeah. I can see that too. It's just hard. I feel like there's so many ways to go about it. You know, it's a really broad like topic. Um, I feel like just because in my point, I feel like when it, when I've heard about double standards, I feel like it comes a lot to the customs of each culture too, as well. Um, you know, me growing up with like diverse community and just hearing my friends who are not Latinos, like talking about double standards and and other things it just made me like at a young age like be aware of that and seeing it within my community that sometimes they don't even think it's double standards they just think it's the normal thing and that's what society expects women to act or behave in a certain you know way and to me it's always bothered me just because that's where a lot of the machismo comes from as well and I'm, if you know me, you know, like uh, me and machismo just, I'm too quick to like get a guy to like lower down, you know, cause if I hey, from his little castle where he thinks he's from, like, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, it bothers me. But yeah, I think that's when I hear about double standards more than anything, it's just the, the control and power that a guy sometimes have over a woman because they just see it. Well, I feel like we're now getting better, 
But back in the days, they used to see them like you're the caregiver and that's all you're there for. So it's tough out here. <laughs> but yeah, which also brings to mind, have you ever experienced any of you experienced double standards in your life? I feel like I started um, experiencing double standards um, without even really knowing it, especially coming from a Mexican household. As you know, um, usually the oldest son is always treated like royalty, you know, like mom is always doing everything for him because mom's got it. He doesn't have to serve himself. He doesn't have to, um, wash his, none of that, but it's always like the girl, um, the daughter who's expected to clean up after brother or serve brother or dad, which I mean, I totally understand that because I mean, that's my dad, but my brother, I'm like, he got two feet. He can get up and do it himself. So why do I have to for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That and also how much stricter our parents were with us as women yes. than they were with their sons. Like, I wasn't able to um, hang out with certain people. I wasn't able to sleep over at friends' houses. I wasn't able to do a lot of things that my brother was able to do. Like, I, I couldn't really... I there was times that I couldn't even hang out with friends without having my brother there like they treated him like he could do anything but when it came to me it was different they they didn't allow me to live a normal like childhood because they they were too focused on protecting me when I could have just protected myself like they could have just taught me these things taught me stuff and I could have learned on my own but no they had to protect me and like what's it called um yeah put me in a bubble instead of letting me learn on my own oof yes yeah I I feel you um oh my gosh it's just it makes me so like ah angry sometimes <laughs> sorry it gives me anxiety like oh my god okay never mind but yes I understand Lupe how about you no I I definitely agree with what you guys are saying definitely um something that I think for me was a little bit different was growing up with a single mom um, because she was very chill and just very easy to talk to. Um, but like she grew up, like she tells me all about how like her brother was like, you know, her mom would treat her brother like so much different than she would treat her. And like, kind of like exactly what Melissa was saying, uh, that experience of having to take your brother everywhere. Like, you know, if you're going to go to a party, you can only go with them. Uh, she definitely experienced that. And, you know, at the same time, she's told me, you know, like, I ended up pregnant at like 15 because I wanted to get out of my house. Like I was tired of it. And I thought like, okay, well, you know, when she found out she was pregnant, she was, obviously she wasn't planning for it. But when she found out, she was like, okay, well, at least I'm going to get out of here. And I'm like, damn, like imagine thinking like that, you know? And with me, she was a lot more lenient. Um, So definitely, you know, I think it definitely brought, a change in the way that like she grew up versus the way that I grew up, you know, like now I'm 24 enjoying my life, living on my own with my cat, doing whatever. Um, and you know, at this age, she already had two kids. Uh, so it's, it's just crazy to think about. Um, but like for me, like she would always let me do, obviously like if it was making sure it was safe. Right. But she would always let me do the things that I wanted to do and she would be like very supportive. Um, so I think I definitely learned a lot of like independence and empowerment from her in that sense but I mean regardless like I've definitely experienced like you know double standards like at work for example you know um 
usually women don't ask for like a race, you know, it's something that women don't really do. And when we do do it, you know, we can be seen as like, not even just like emotional, but like bitchy again, like just bitchy, you know? Um, like I've had some experiences, uh, where I had to go to talk to a boss who was a male. And when we were emailing back and forward, if you read the emails, there's nothing, there's no emotion. There's nothing like that. But he ended up calling us to his office and saying like, you need to watch your tone. I said, sir, excuse me. You need like, no, like, you know, and it was a very like, in my like, and in that moment, like, it empowered me that he said that I was like, no bitch, like you're not going to tell me to watch my tone when I'm not you. You're asking me for data, like numbers. I'm sending you numbers. So I don't know what you mean. Like now I'm like being, you know, like emotional or something like I need to simmer down and, you know, like, so little things like that where like men don't even realize or like people don't even realize what like women have to go through just every single day. You know, like we have to go into work, whether we have a period or not, and we have to work that shift regardless right um unless you want to take a day off and take time like you know pay time off every month for something that you really can't control and you know and not only that but we're gonna pay less than men and so it's kind of like you know i'm like these organizations these jobs everybody loves to talk about inclusion not to talk about equality and then when you get those these people you know when you get women when you get women of color in these spaces you're not prepared to treat them fairly to treat them equally and it's fucked up you know and it's like people don't realize wherever we go we have to make space and that's draining like we literally have to create that space for us and we have to fight to have that space and to not have to act like certain ways to please men you know um so we're not bitchy or whatever you know um so Sorry, I think I kind of kind of went off there, but <laughs> no, girl, like I feel you like it's kind of like, you know, I'm talking and, you know, you everyone knows that like and yes. why is it so important for us? Just because that happens on our daily lives. We have to continue making that space. And man, when I tell you, I don't know how many times I've had to tell white male in my classes because, you know, being Kelly, like that's all you experience to like let others speak and and it's something sad because I even have to do it for the international students who are males so I mean that's a different story but like it's it's tiring like you said you went you went in a rant but that's because that's literally how it is and I think every woman can sit down and have that same rant because oh man see like it's just so much ah but yeah and then you know and then if we do express those emotions of like i'm tired of dealing with this then it's just like you're just emotional like are you in your period is it the time of the month oh my (laughs) god no oh my gosh but yes for me double standards experience i've had a lot to be honest um not with my family um i'm really thankful for the way i i was raised um my parents were always kind of like like you said Lupe like lenient in a way but like always like they spoke to me like and and like hey like this is how things are just look out we trust you for you to make the right decision but at the same time I feel like I experienced it more out in the world since I was out in the world um sometimes what really like I've noticed growing up was like the one that really bothers me is like if you're single like 
like oh you're like it's solterona or like you like there's no guy who wants you or are you like like you know like are you into girls or like is there something wrong why, why don't you have like a boyfriend like all these other things and it bothered me because like once I told him why it just be like oh so you don't want any kids you don't want that but like if you tell a guy and he says no I don't want kids I don't want that like oh okay you know like okay it's 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 normal another one that gets to me is the whole like the body counts um oh <laughs> that bothers me so much because guys are literally out here and I'm not saying all because I know there's a lot of guys who are not like that but there's a lot of guys who do and you know to them it just seems like a trophy like it's something that they like love telling people and if you do it within within the guys it's like yes they applaud you for it but if a woman is out here, you know, living her best life in the way that she knows who she is, she knows her worth, but she also knows that, okay, it was nice, but you're not the one. Next. And I think that's been my issue because my mom always told me, el que sigue, on to the next one, you know? Period. You got, like, she's like, mejor sola que mala acompañada. You know, you better put yourself then with, you know, someone who's not going to, like, do you well. And I think I've, at this point, at almost 25 years old, like, I think I've taken it too too far, if I'm being honest, because I think I need to, like, learn how to not, you know. But, like, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. And then within the Latino community, it's been tough because – they just think that every woman should be like a little princess who like caters to their men. And it just bothers me. Like, I feel like I, I don't know, maybe I'm just, I also have issues of not catering to a guy. I don't know. See, I'm just going on, but yeah, there's just a lot and it just bothers me. <laughs> but uh, I, do, I do feel what you're saying, Andrea, because like, obviously like, you know, whenever, like whenever people are like men and shit like this, I'm like, yes, yes. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, I've been in a really, the same relationship for like almost 10 years. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but anyway, um, but I feel you though, because like when me and Aldo first started dating, obviously like we were, like we were in high school, um, I don't know if you remember me, but I was very, like, girly. I was very, like, oh, my God, you know? Um, like, in my, I don't know, like, I would always get my nails done. I would always have my hair done, like, everything. And I don't know, like, after I started college, it was kind of like, what am I doing? Like, this is not even for me. Like, this is literally just, like, for society. And, like, I cut my hair, like, super short. I don't know if y'all remember. But, like, literally, like, no hair. Well, I, I still had hair, but, like, it was super, super short. Um, and I just kind of like started, like, I don't know. And like now, like looking at where I'm at now, it's like, damn, like I had internalized so many ideas of what I was supposed to be, you know, exactly. And I'm like, I've always been very like powerful and like letting, like, you know, like, you know, like independence and all that because of my mom, but like, was I really living it? Like, no, I wasn't. And, you know, even like the way that I was in my relationship with Aldo, it was very like dramatic. Like I was so fucking dramatic. Like also we were in, in high school, you know, so it's like hormones or whatever. But like thinking back to like the things that I used to get mad about, it was like, what was I like, how did he even like, why, why did he even put up with me? Like, you know, it was kind of like, what was I even arguing about? Um, but it was just things that I was like, I thought I was supposed to be mad about for some reason. Like when we do, like, it's probably like too much like novelas or whatever too. Yes, uh, that has an effect on us. It really does. 
for real. But then again, it's like that society part, right? Because we're learning this from the media. We're learning this from what, you know, like Rebelde. Oh, my God. Like, you know, like Mia was like toxic as fuck. And like, we don't talk about that, right? We just talk about like, she was like, you know, like, everybody's like, yes, Mia, Mia. What's that? I said, don't come in my girl Mia, okay? Oh, I love her. Like, bitch, I was her. I was her. We were all her. Hello. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, you know, I legit thought like I was Mia and Aldo was Miguel. And I was just like, you know, you know, bitch, you, I have you wrapped around my finger. You're going to do what I say type thing. Cause that's what, that's how she was legit. And you know, and that's, that's so unhealthy. Like we learn like unhealthy relationships from like fucking novelas, you know, like, like what, like La Madrastra, like all of those like novelas that are so toxic, you know, like the... <laughs> It's just, uh, it's just so fucking, like, dramatic. But, but like, as a kid, like, you really do internalize those things, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But I think we are also, I think our generation is a little bit lucky. Just looking at, like, the Latino community for our generation. um, Because, you know, like, I feel like a lot of, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm speaking as in general because, like, I, my parents can't relate. But, like parents as a whole they think that you know a woman should like not leave the house like that like this is not a hotel you don't come in at whenever you want like there's rules and you should like even like if you're like married you should marry someone at a um you know like at a young age or something I don't know like all these ideas that are really old school that are really affecting the woman within our community and man, I just sometimes like when I see it, I just wish I could speak up and I've gotten in trouble with my parents before. Like I spoke because I was like, I don't like the way that you're like, I told someone like, I don't like the way that you're treating your daughter. Like you're being machista. And my parents were like, well, like don't get into someone else's business. I was like, yeah, but like, look how she's getting treated. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I do need to say on my own business, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just so much, man. Um, what was I going to say? Oh my god! It just—I had it, and it just went. Have you guys ever heard the song by Shakira where she like names off all the things, and there's like a bunch of double standards? I'm trying to think of it, but she's like, um, how how does it go? Like, asistir al colegio, cumplir con las tareas. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like something about like getting married before thirty. You know, te quedas como like. Have you guys heard that song? Yeah, or? I don't know which one you're talking about, but I, I don't remember the lyrics. I remember, like, I know what you're talking about, but... But yeah, I'm a little... Also the cheating part. Sorry. Sorry. There's the cheating part that gets to me, too. I don't know, like, you know, because guys are, like, the type who, like, they think that the woman is, like, won't do nothing like that, but then they can go out and cheat on another woman, and, like, it's okay. But then... That's another like thing, because then if the woman does it and the guy was to find out, let's say like, I don't know, like, the you know, he finds out. And because he's so machista, he is literally capable enough to go and kill that other guy. And then that's when like, I don't know, it's just it's just a whole like thing that gets to me. Like when women find out, they go after the guy. But like when a guy finds out, they go and killed the man so like I don't know it's just I don't know it's just terrible yeah <laughs> it's kind of like when Jenny was like you know going through it 
and then um she wouldn't speak up because she knew like they wouldn't like treat her like that but within like Trino's like family he they were like applauding him for like oh yeah you should like control your wife and you should not let her do, do this and that and it's like yo he's being abusive and that's okay oh dude like that Jenny Rivera shit series was crazy like just to like watch it and like just to know the fact that like because I saw that type of behavior like within my own family within like you know my aunts my like my grandma, like, I, I saw that type of, like, behavior of, like, abusive men, like, growing up, and I'm, like, people, like, don't realize that, that that shit, like, happens all over the world, like, you know, and it's so, like, I mean, like, you just see her, like, you know, it was, like, rather, she would rather, like, commit suicide than, like, speak up to her family and say, like, I need help, like, I need to get out of here, because also, like, you know, she was, like, I'm a strong bitch, like, I'm an independent woman, like, I can do this, you know, um but yeah that show was just like crazy to watch and like how he would tell her like you're never gonna succeed like you look like a pig like all these things and like that she really did internalize i i do believe that she really did like believe those things in some type of way obviously not enough to like hold her back because she know she was a bad bitch but she i think that she it definitely did affect her in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. um you know, from my analysis of the show. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like you said it, like he would call her a pig and you bring a good point because I think just going based off the Latino community, like the guys, um, and I think that's why I struggle to find a Latino man in my life because I've always felt like, um, just because, you know, I have a lot of curves on me. Um, Guys don't see that, like Latino men see it as fat. And then because you're like that, like they just start like literally like attacking you for who you are. And it's like and it's funny because like they can say all these things as if they're like super perfect, yet like they have a whole beer gut, like literally like just, (laughs) you know, hanging and and stuff. And I'm not the type to like body shame anyone, but like, why are you like literally attacking women? Because like, I don't know, I've noticed that within and I'm saying, again, not all Latino men, because they're good out there. Like, my dad, my my grandpa's, like, you know, they were good men, but they are good men. But, um, yeah, to me, it just bothers me, because I've experienced it myself, that they do it, and then they try to get someone who, like, they want to, like, show off. Like, they're a trophy. Like, and, and to me, it's like, wait a second, are you a trophy, though? Mm-hmm. Are you, like, are you there? Because I'm pretty sure you're not. Like, mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's not even just body, like, ways. And I remember, like, it was always about to be a year, like, literally a year ago, I was sitting down having a conversation with um, one of my really close guy friends who is Black. And I've never felt so empowered as a woman because the way he, like, I was expressing this to him and saying how, like, a lot of my depression came from um, the body, like, stereotypes and shit you know that latino guys have been like attacking me for for like two years and he was like oh i didn't know this was going on but like are you crazy like have you seen yourself like girl like everyone who knows you like they they are always like giving you compliments and and you're beautiful inside and out and and, like gave gave me a whole story and even said like yeah you have curves but you gotta think like with other communities 
it's it's a blessing and and you should like even if you didn't it's your body and you should embrace it so ever since then I've been like you know what you're right like I feel so empowered and sometimes it's sad that we have to hear from others to like really see who you are but I think that's just part of being a woman that we are so like cut into like the whole like double standards and the society that's going on around us that we think that we all need to fit this perfect body this perfect hairs the perfect nails and everything when honestly you just gotta be your perfect self because at the end of the day you're living this life for yourself no one else and if you don't want to get married don't get married if you don't want to have kids don't have kids if you want to like travel the world go ahead and travel the world if you want to have a hundred cats and you know live ever like with a boyfriend or a husband whatever you want to do you do it like I don't know I'm just I'm at that point like I really think that we should all as a society like really like appreciate what women have done for so many years and just let them be because I think a lot of the issues that happens too is that because of the double standards and and the guy always thinking that they have to protect us they have taking it to an extent um protecting means that you can't show your cleavage you can't um wear booty shorts or you have to act a certain way to in order to be considered a good wife a good woman or else like you're a whore and like what like whore because i'm just being myself like no what we need to do is we need to teach our sons to learn how to respect women, no matter what, that women are not sex objects. And then they need to be like, you know, protected in a way that I'm letting you be your own self, but I'm here just looking out for you. If anything happens, let me know. Yeah. I feel like that was a lot, but yeah. No, I, I, I love that you said that for sure. Cause there's, like you said, there's a balance, like, yes, like, you know, like if you're my boyfriend, like, sure, protect me, you know, but to the extent that I need to be protected, like also, you know, because I'm also going to protect him. It's not like it's a one way street, you know, like um, I also like, you know, look, I'm also looking out for you. It's, t- it's just kind of like a partnership. And like, that's something that like I understand the whole reasoning behind like marriage and like all of that. But like maybe it's because like, you know, my parents did get divorced that I'm just like, eh, like to me, like about marriage is not like something that I like grew up like dreaming about I guess like it's not something that like I was really pressed on or like that I'm pressed on right now because I'm like at the end of the day you can get married with someone and then you know a couple years later like you're not married to them anymore (laughs) you know um so I think it's just about like forming like meaningful relationships to me um like healthy relationships and just knowing that like we as people change you know like maybe like five, five years from now, hopefully I won't be anything like I am today. You know, like I'll be a whole different improved person. And, you know, if you're not trying to help me get to that point, if you're going to try to help me, like, you know, hold me back, control me, like then I've maybe, you don't need to be in my life, you know? Um, yeah, for real. But yeah, I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on this. Um, well, you guys know, but I don't know if the people listening do, um, I'm married, (laughs) but, um, I've been married for four years and, um, I didn't take on Miguel's last name 
And that's something that when I tell people, they're like, why? Like, why didn't you take his last name? Like, don't you want your kids to have his last name? Like, shouldn't the woman get like take the husband's last name? And I'm like, well, when Miguel and I actually got married, we talked about, cause I love my last name. Like I love, I have two last names, Santos Aki, my mom's and my dad's. And just thinking about like taking on a different last name and having to get rid of one of them. I'm just like, I don't want to like, and I don't have to, if I don't want to, like, that's just my decision. And it shouldn't be questioned when I tell people like, I yes. like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, a, I don't know. I just don't think it should be a thing and it shouldn't be questioned. But, exactly. um, I was so worried about it. Like, I was like, what are people going to think? Like, they're, they're going to think I don't love you because I didn't take on your last name. And so I was actually like talking to Miguel and he was down for it with, for it, but for him to take on my last name, cause I didn't want to change my last name and he was okay with it, but I didn't want to put him through that either. I was like, if I'm not going to change your last name, you don't have to change your last name. Like we don't have to change your last names. And then if later on down the line, I change my mind, I can just change it. It's not like a big deal. Like I, like when we have kids and I want them to take your last name and then I want your last name, like I can just go get it changed and that's it. Like it doesn't have to be this big deal. And it took me a while to realize that. And, but I just loved that Miguel was willing to like reverse the rules in that situation because it made me uncomfortable. And that's something that I love about him. Like when things make me uncomfortable, like he will like do that for me. Like when we moved out, um, I didn't like know how to cook or do any, anything like that. So like we were kind of learning together and then there's most days he's the one that's like cooking and doing all of that because he, he genuinely likes doing that stuff and like that stuff isn't for me. Like, I don't like learning recipes and like cooking. Like if I do want to do it one day, I'll do it, but it's not something that's expected from me in this relationship. And I think that should be normal. That should be normalized. Is not expecting certain things from your partner just because they are a certain gender, you know? Oof. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like marriage can be scary, but getting married with Miguel and again, because he's such a great partner made me realize that it doesn't have to be this big scary thing and it's it's made it a lot easier and I feel like we've just been growing together and making ourselves the best versions of ourselves that we can be (laughs) you guys are so cute and I mean that like genuinely like and see when I say like not all guys are like that like Miguel is one of those like that gets excluded from like what I was just talking (laughs) 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 yeah he's not one of those but I mean it's true and and I think you know maybe I don't know Melissa you probably had that experience too um now that you guys aren't married I'm pretty sure you guys get the question so the kids like yeah and you like enjoy just being you too until you decide it's time to do it. I don't know. That's just how I think. Yes. That's all like all the time. Whenever we meet family or just people, they're like, so when are you guys going to start popping out babies or whatever? And I'm like, like we, Miguel and, ha- Miguel and I talk about this a lot, but we want to wait as long as possible. <laughs> like we are not ready. We still feel I just turned 25 in January and it made me realize that I'm not in my early 20s anymore. Like I'm in my mid 20s. And that is such a scary thing for women and it's because we've been told that we're on this like t- like we're on this timer. Like mm-hmm. we expire after a certain age 
And whenever I tell people like, uh, I'm going to wait a couple more years to have kids, they're like, oh, but then like, are you going to have kids at 30? Like, that's too late. And I'm like, how is that too late? Like, if I want to have kids at 30, I'm going to have kids at 30. And when Miguel and I talk about how many kids we're going to have, we're like, if we have kids, we don't know if we're going to have kids now. Like, it's not like a set in stone thing that we're going to have kids. It'll probably be one, like just one kid. And I don't know. It's just when you're married, you're just like expected to start popping out babies immediately. And it's like Miguel and I want to enjoy our time together as just the two of us as long as possible. And it sucks that women are on the, on this timer quotes timer, but I, I just, I don't like that whole, like women have an expiration date thing. Like when I saw this TikTok that was about um, this girl who saw this older woman at Aldi and she had this beautiful gray hair and it was like clipped in a little clip or whatever. And that she just was like, wow, that woman is beautiful. She's like, an older woman in her 60s or 70s she went up to her and she gave her a compliment on her hair and the woman stopped her um she said thank you and then she stopped her a little while after in the aldi and she was like i just want to tell you how grateful i am that you complimented me because i don't get compliments anymore and then the the girl the younger girl was saying how like these older women are just like us. Like they get up every morning, they do their hair, they do their makeup. Like they're, they're us. They're just older. Like they should still be getting compliments. Like imagine you not like getting complimented anymore, like getting a compliment every now and then, like it just boosts your confidence. And then, but women, when they're older, they're just seen as older women. Kind of like how you were saying, like when women gain weight, they're not seen as attractive anymore, but when men do, they're still attractive. Like the whole dad bod thing is seen as attractive, but when a woman has babies, they're expected to lose weight after birth. Like, why is that a thing? Like silver foxes are usually mm-hmm. about men. Why can't it be about women? Like, why do our women seen as unattractive when we get older, but men are seen as sometimes more attractive? Like, it sucks. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. That's crazy, Melissa. I did see that same TikTok that you're talking about, and I, I loved it. I was like, dang, like, I don't tell women, like, older women that they're beautiful, and they are beautiful, you know? Like, look at that, like, you know, like, look at that lady, you know? Um, But, yeah, I did see that, too. And I think, like, something that I kind of wanted to bring up is also, like, you know, TikTok. Like, things like that, like, really can be, like, a platform for a lot of people to be themselves and to like start normalizing um certain things like uh I know there's this other lady that I I used to see her on my like for you page all the time and she had like all gray she's like 50 she had like all gray hair she had let like her her hair grow out like during the pandemic and everything and just let her gray show and she had beautiful long gray hair and she would always like do her makeup and do her outfits and she would look so good and I'm like yes queen like do you you know and she's like I'm not gonna dye my hair anymore like, I'm tired of it. It's, it's chemicals. Like it's, I don't want to do it. It's so much time that you waste of your, your, your life, like dying your, well, I dye, I dye my hair, but you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we definitely should normal, should normalize, like just, uh, empowering all like older, I don't know, like adult, adult women, um, older adult women, <laughs> uh and like just making them feel beautiful so I love that you mentioned that Melissa because I definitely think we should be more like aware of that yeah and then you brought up the kids too like you know like 
I feel like we all had like our different, like you, like you said, you're 25 and we're in this like time. And it's sad, you know, <laughs> that we're on this time because I don't know, it just puts so much pressure on us sometimes, I think. Like I've been, I've been experiencing that a lot lately with uh, like my dad's side of family. So like the Silvas, because I'm the youngest one. So everyone else already has two to three kids and my uncles and aunts are just like, so when is Andrea going to have any, you know? Um, and it's just like, it puts so much pressure on you. And then on top of everything that you're dealing like with, with your life and then having to deal with your family, like pressuring you to like go about like your society. It's just tough. Like, you know, and then I, like the other day I told my mom, I was like, mom, what if like, I get to a point that like, I wouldn't have the option of having kids, but looking at how the world is and stuff, like, do I really want to have kids, you know? And like, I, I was scared to tell my mom because I was like, oh my God, what is she going to tell me? She's going to like, Andrea, I want like grandkids kids or blah, 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 you know? I was like, no, that makes sense. I, I mean, if I was in your shoes, I honestly would be in the same situation as you. My dad comes strumming out of the room and he's like, no, what? Are you crazy? Every day you guys are getting even more crazier. Oh, this woman empowerment. I was like, whoa. Well, chill. I was like, I, it's my body. Are you going to have them? Are you going to deal with them? And he was like, no, like, I mean, I'll have like, they're my kids, like my grandkids, I'll take care of them. But like, you take them home every night. I was like, exactly. Like <laughs> my body, this is my life. You already lived yours. I'm here. Hello. Um, so yeah, I just, I think and we all experience it differently, but it's just remembering that it's your body. It's your life and owning it. And as a woman, like, no, they have to say, like, don't let anyone tell you what to do with what you want to do. Um, and I think in this month that it's, you know, like Women's History Month, besides the whole like woman empowerment, let's empower each other. Let's also teach the men to learn how to be more open and respectful and just let us be just the way that we have let them be for so many years. Mm-hmm. And that's on what? Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and do you guys have anything else to add to it? Because we could all go all night with this, but you know, you guys get the point. Yeah, no, I think I def- it- Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I definitely think it's important like to teach the men, um, teach the boys that are going to grow up and fill those shoes one day as well um but I also think it's definitely important to teach the girls the little girls um who every day whether they see like munchies more home or whatever you know they're they're experiencing double standards that they aren't even aware of like teach them that a woman's place is not always what society says it is um that they can grow up and be whatever they want to be be any field that they want to be in and just really kick ass and whatever they put their mind to, you know, because just as like, we need to educate the boys. We also need to educate the girls not to belittle themselves and mm-hmm. not to let a man like walk over themselves, walk over them um, or let a man like tell them that they're less than or this or that. Because I feel like when, as, as we start with the younger generations, like what Melissa was talking about earlier with her husband, with Mia, like, I feel like it's with our within our generation that it's really changing um, because like we see all that doesn't work 
like with our parents, grandparents, all of that. And like, as much as I say manly shit, like props to some of the, the men in our generation who are really changing like that, that those like that path that their dads or their uncles have walked through for so long. Um, and it definitely gives me hope, you know, but we just have to keep going with the younger generations just to prevent this from being an issue in the future, which I'm sure it'll never go away because of history, but we could always start working for a better tomorrow with them. So, yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very well said, Cindy. Um, yeah, I definitely agree, Sandy. I think it's all about teaching each other, like teaching women, like, not to like gossip gossip about each other you know like sometimes it's like because sometimes I'll hear with like my mom I'm like my grandma like there's stuff to gossip about someone or like just talk about like celebrities or whatever and I'm like wait a minute let's pause let's talk about what you just said and let's think about where that's coming from and why you know and it's taking the time to do that you know because again like we internalize so much of what we're told for you know and we just like repeat it you know it's like kids you know like whatever we see like we repeat like whatever a kid sees they're gonna repeat it and then it's like we just keep on repeating it for the rest of our lives and it's like no like we gotta learn to like identify like comments that are like not helping you know the movement whatever you want to call it who are not helping women who are not serving women um get the space that they deserve and like take those moments teach and have a conversation you know i think a lot of times like also like something that happens is like people come really strong about things, you know? And it's like, it's good that you're there, but a lot of people have not even unlocked that part of themselves or their brain, like whatever. They haven't unlocked that yet. So it's like, sometimes you got to like teach with compassion and with understanding that people are not there. And like, that's okay. Cause you can help them get there. Be the person that is going to create that change um, that, you know, that we need to see, <laughs> be the change that you want to see in the world type thing. Um, wow. Look at me. Uh, but yeah, like it just, teach each other like you know you're not gonna win every you know uh conversation already or every person you're not gonna convert all the people uh <laughs> i don't know it's like like religion type thing but no like for real like just i think just being mindful of the way that you talk about these things you know and like 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 finding the balance between like i'm not gonna back down but i'm also not gonna like divide us even more if that makes sense so that would be my thing that i would um just leave this off with of like you know whatever whenever you feel strong enough and whenever you're encountered with situations where you might need to educate some people you know do it but do it with like an open heart so that we can like see actual change in the world and don't back down but yeah that's that's the last that's the last thing i'll say <laughs> Melissa, about you, any any last minute? Um, I guess just different people are different. People are different. You know, not everybody is the same. People don't act the same. So if you see somebody doing something that you wouldn't do, or you know, act a way they you wouldn't act, just be mindful and not put other women down. Um, but like Lupe was saying, um, just choose your words wisely and you know empower each other but if you guys have different opinions like use your voice but again be mindful don't be mean or spiteful that's all period yes queen i love it ladies thank you so much for 
sharing all these topics because I know it's it's tough to get out there. But I hope you who are listening have experienced a little bit of it and can like relate and are like out there like yes queen or like anything like that. And if you're a guy and just now learning how we feel sometimes, just you know, just be mindful and try to take it in so you can change your mind sometimes because it's it's okay to change we all grow we evolve as we go so yeah well, thank you all for joining and we'll see you on the next episode bye guys bye, bye. bye. bye.